This week on the podcast, I'm talking with Kim Casto. Kim is the owner of Bodylines Pilates in Massachusetts. She's been teaching Pilates since 2001. And today her studio is thriving. She has 14 instructors and she teaches one-on-one classes. She teaches group classes. She's teaching hybrid classes and everything in between. (laughs) And I know that you're going to get so much out of the conversation that we have Uh, that we're sharing with you today. Um, We're going to be touching on all sorts of different topics, including how to make classes a huge success, um, how to make sure your team is working cohesively within your studio. Um, And we talk a little bit about um, how to get through some of those bumps in the road, some of those challenges that pop up along the way as a business owner. So I know you're going to really enjoy this conversation and get so much out of it. So get comfy, relax, and listen in uh, as we chat all things Pilates business. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. Today, I am joined by the amazing Kim Casto. She is the founder and owner of Body Alliance Pilates in Massachusetts. She's also a Power Pilates teacher trainer and a national certified Pilates teacher. She's actually been teaching since 2001, and she has um, dev- and built and grown her studio business up in Massachusetts over that time. And I have met Kim a couple of years ago when she joined a mastermind that I had done um, and hosted. And we've also gotten to know each other much, much better over the course of the last year as she is in my, she's one of my Thrive members. And so we see each other and I'm so lucky I get to see her every single week um, to talk all things business and Pilates. Um, And I wanted to bring Kim on today because she has got such a fantastic perspective on business development and business growth. And um, and I wanted to give you some insight into the journey that she has had over the years, because I think that seeing other people's um, experiences and, and hearing them is, is so incredibly inspiring. And Kim is one of the people that has really inspired me. And I know a lot of other studio owners inside of our membership as well. Um, and she always has, like I said, a fantastic perspective. So welcome, Kim. I'm excited to have you here. And I'm so excited for that conversation. Thank you, Sarah. And I'm excited to be here. So why don't you start off? I could talk about what you have done, but I always think it's way better if you just tell us a little bit about how you got started in the Pilates industry. Of course, back in 2001, it was nothing like it looks today. So tell us a little bit about about how you got started as a teacher and then as a business owner. Well, believe it or not, it was a pure accident. 
I was um, working for a chain of health clubs before my first child was born and was doing sales and marketing for them and flying all over to help open up health clubs and train their staff for doing sales. And at the time that I had my first son, I decided I wanted to get back to being a practitioner because I had done personal training in college and whatnot. And the health club approached me and said, hey, we really want to watch launch this Pilates business. If we send you to get trained, will you stay at our flagship site, work there for three years and be a Pilates instructor? And I was like, I don't even know what Pilates is, but I said yes. And um, and in doing so, I just felt like I found my mission and my purpose and was just uh, – during a time in which I went from being a very high power executive with lots of goals and deadlines and then becoming a mom and going, what? My, my goal is to shower today. <laughs> and so, so becoming during that time, um, having to work on my Pilates certification, it really helped me tremendously, particularly helped me get through postpartum depression and felt like this is something everybody should be doing. So at that time, I completely immersed myself into the Pilates work. And then when I had my second son, after getting my feet on the ground, after my second kid, I decided it was time to launch my own business, uh, which I've now had for almost 15 years. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about what that business looks like. How have you set up Bodylines Pilates? And is it the same today as it was on day one in terms no. of the business model? No. So it started off as just me and I thought this will be, I just want my own my own thing that I can go teach and, you know, close the doors and go home and then be with my kids with not a lot of responsibility. And then as time went on, I realized, wow, I really like the challenge of business and growth and grooming staff. And so today um, I have 14 instructors and the foundation of body lines has always been Pilates where we have grown with that piece particularly is I now have several physical therapists and physical therapist assistants on staff. And so we can work more closely on refining clients' movements. And we approach it both from a classical and contemporary approach. Um, I believe in both. They both have a purpose. But then we've added on other services that will help accent the Pilates approach. So TRX was added on because I felt like it was basically a tower class. Bar was added on because it's basically a standing mat class. Then um, we, you know, added on some other things like small group personal training. We have a variety of names and then some other classes, but basically trying to provide full fitness, but with an underlying theme of Pilates. So all the instructors are required to have a comprehensive training to teach anything. Fantastic. And um, we grew, we had, I had two studios up until COVID hit. And now I've got one studio, which is, you know, where we need to be today. Yeah. But um, yeah, we have definitely morphed over the years. Yeah, sounds like it. Now I'm going to ask you a quick question that comes up a lot. And I'm just interested to hear how it works with you. So um, how did you find your clients transition into some of those newer classes? And, you know, have when you introduce different concepts or different modalities into a business. Sometimes they stick and sometimes they don't. And I'm just interested to see or hear, you know, how, what your experience was when you introduced TRX and bar into your studio. 
Yeah. And we have tried other stuff that has not stuck for sure. So I have felt, you know, those experiences has helped me to learn. But for the ones that have been the most successful in introducing new things is it really starts with the staff. Right. So when it came to TRX and bars specifically, those were the most successful in launching. Um, I got all the staff together. We all got trained at the same time. And then we went through like a six week period in which we got together and practice on a regular basis to understand how are we introducing TRX as body lines, not just TRX, but how are we presenting it as body lines, Pilates TRX? How are we presenting bar as body lines bar? So we did the same thing with both the TRX and the bar. And then when we rolled it out, the staff was super excited about it. They felt super confident. So that really helped spread it like wildfire because the best is getting our current clients to just increase their, their participation, not necessarily finding new. And that does happen, but getting our clients to come more because at the end of the day, isn't about getting those clients more successful. And that's what it did. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's really wonderful that you were so thoughtful about how you introduce those classes. Um, I think often if, you know, we, people or studio owners will, will introduce a yoga class or a TRX class or a bar class or a different modality without really giving it the attention it needs to really be successful as an, as an, an alternative or another option that you're offering in the studio. And so the way that you did that, that's really wonderful, the bringing the teachers together. And so, and, the, and what you said about, um, making it a body lines way of teaching it so that it's really integrated and aligned with your brand, um, really I mean, that's a huge part of why it's become so successful and and sort of stuck, right? And, you know, because a lot of clients don't really know how to integrate these other classes into their routines or where, where it fits with, say, Pilates, or if they have a class or if they're doing a one-on-one, where it all fits together and how that fits. And so having your team really trained up on what that looks like and how to talk about it and what it feels like. And, you know, that's really wonderful what you did. Well, and we have definitely launched other things. I mean, we tried Piloxing, we tried yoga, we tried some other things that didn't work for sure. Um, but <clears throat> like any Pilates instructor knows that you're taught, the more you do it, the more you feel it, the better instructor you are. So the same thing holds true for those. And like you just said, is that clients can't understand how to integrate it and why it's important. So they're not going to get that if the instructors don't get it. And really getting a message across the entire business and the entire team, I think is incredibly powerful because then you know it's carrying across all clients that they're getting that message. Yeah, that's, so. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you offer class-based, um, your, your class-based business as well as one-on-one, as well as physical therapy, but you also have um, a teacher training um, element yes. to your business as well. So tell us a little bit about about when that, uh, how that evolved and where that kind of came from and how that's working out for you right now. Yeah. Um, so again, kind of like an accident, how these things happen for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't think I wanted to be a teacher trainer. Now I absolutely love it. It's crazy how that happens. But I started with, so my first certification was through Polestar, which was great. Um, but that was completely different because there was nobody near me. I had to, when I was doing it to really have a mentor and I actually did phone calls, um, uh, 
phone calls where they coached me through a lesson. It's ridiculous. It was crazy. I can't believe that wow. I did it and it worked. Um, and that's how I taught through Polestar. And after that, I, I don't know, it was years later that I felt like I needed to have more of a training experience and found power plies in the Boston area. Absolutely loved it and um, got so much more out of it because it was that in-person experience. So anyhow, a couple of other certifications later, because I love exploring this, you know, went through um, Power Balance Body and then the master's program at TPC to go full circle to realize I really love Power's approach to teaching. Um, And I just think that it really is such a clear system on how you teach an instructor to become a great instructor. And it turned into a need as a business owner. So I was, I had a great relationship with local BBU studio and would send my instructors to her. And she was so great in supporting me and absolutely amazing in the Boston area. And that was great. But then I still had to bring them back and make them body lines instructors. And so there still was a lot of training. So an opportunity popped up and another PowerPlies teacher trainer approached me and said, you should do this. And I explored it and went through the two-year process to become a TT. And now teaching at my studio, I absolutely love it, love mentoring. But on top of it, in that training, when I'm teaching the Power Pilates way, I'm also teaching the Body Lines way. So it becomes a lot more efficient. And along the way, they become a Body Lines Power Pilates instructor. Right. And... I have found it's a great feeder system for instructors and they quickly become top notch. Yeah. So it, it makes sense from a business perspective, but I also love it. Yeah. And I think with teacher training, you you do have to, to love it to be able to because it's a process Agreed. just like you know it really is a process and you are you are stepping into that role as a mentor for them and a leader for those teachers and you, you know you have to believe in the program that you're delivering as well as you know really taking the time to understand how you can help to motivate and inspire a new you know that next generation of teachers coming into the business and you know you mentioned you've mentioned more than once on this on this chat already how um you know, your body lines way. Um, and so it sounds like you've put quite a lot of thought into your brand um, mm-hmm. and a, quite a lot of thought into um, how you want your business to um, to look and to feel and the experience you want to, to deliver to your clients and to your teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little about well, what that looks like, but I kind of also want to know, you know, when it was that you, when that became something that was important to you? Was that day one that you knew you wanted to create that environment or was it, how did it kind of evolve over time? Um, A little bit of both. So the chain of health club that I worked for was incredibly upscale. And then I later on started working for a small health club that didn't hold the same values. And so, and worked for a studio that didn't hold the same values. So in starting my own studio, I knew that I really wanted to be that place that felt a little bit more upscale, a little bit more spa-like. It didn't feel like any type of gym environment and a place where, so cliche, but that cheers where everybody knows your name. Yeah, Um, It was always very frustrating to me working in the health club industry, how people would sign up and then never really actually show up to work out and health clubs count on that. And 
my, I didn't enjoy being a salesperson because my true motivation was helping people to change their lives through fitness. And if they weren't doing it, I wasn't doing my mission. So I really wanted a place where people would feel connected, noticed, and where the staff would be excited to connect with people. And that's one of our big values is connection, connection to our community, connection to our clients, connection to each other. And sometimes that's hard to quantify because it really is a feeling. You you know, as a mother, when you feel connected to your child, you know, as a daughter, when you feel connected to your parent. And so it's that same level of connection that we should have within our body lines community and with the surrounding community. And so that level of connection did more for me. I knew I wanted something upscale and quality, and I knew I wanted a place where people always wanted to come back and were looking for them if they're not. Um, but morphing into that connection became important. As I develop my skills as a Pilates instructor, an element of connection is our tactile teaching. Mm-hmm. And that became really important because I felt like it's some people don't like the hands on style of teaching, but I feel it's an element of connection. I mean, obviously we're not rubbing our hands all over clients, but (laughs) it's just an element of they feel noticed, they feel valued, and they know, you know, whether they're doing it correctly or not. Right. Um, Yeah. 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 And so it, 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 it definitely morphed on, and then of course the bar just keeps getting raised as time goes on. Yeah, and obviously you're 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 um, emphasizing or you're you're focused on that when you're teaching your your teachers how to teach, right? And you're also creating that sense of connection within the studio itself, not just with your clients, but amongst your teachers as well. It sounds like absolutely. So tell tell us a little bit about perhaps some of the things that you're doing or how you build that connection within your teachers, um, and then also with with the client base. I I stole this idea from my great business coach. So we have a monthly team thrive meeting. (laughs) Do you love that? That's so funny. (laughs) I love it. Every month, um, we, uh, since COVID, we now meet via Zoom and have a monthly thrive meeting. And the intention is to how are we thriving? So yeah. it's kind of like a round table where everybody talks about how they're doing, what was their greatest win over the last month, and what's an upcoming challenge. And um, the other instructors give feedback and support on Wonderful. helping them with that. Yeah, that's been great for the team. But I also, even pre-COVID, um, three to four times a year have team gatherings just mm-hmm. with the sole purpose of being social because we're all in here at different times. Yeah. Um, And then I think there's just the everyday things of finding where people are at their best, acknowledging that, but publicly acknowledging it. So, you know, if I talk about, you know, to one instructor, if I tell Kelly how Karen, the other instructor crushed it, then she's going to think more highly of Karen and not, not to make up stuff, but to make it truly genuine. But if you start talking about where somebody dropped a ball or even show the inclination that you feel that way about another staff person, they're, you're the leader and they're going to assume that feeling. So I think just in general, it's those everyday things where you're trying to find the best in someone and share it. Share it yeah. so everybody knows, and they just des- that person deserves that recognition because they probably worked hard for whatever it is that they're doing well. 
Yeah. Um, so I think that matters a lot too. And then squelching, whenever there is sort of negativity amongst the team, squelching it by either flipping it and helping that other employee get the perspective. Like maybe they don't know that there's a lot going on in that instructor's world and they need a little bit more empathy right now. And maybe that's why they're a little aloof. Um, and sometimes it means getting them both in the room and saying, girls, let's chat it out. Yeah. This is not brain surgery here at Body Lines. It's just Pilates. So let's work through it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You you know, you have such great leadership skills, Kim, truly. You know, it's oh, just to be able to, you. you know, that's, I love that you're, I love the word squelch, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good word. That's a great word. I love that. <laughs> I love that. No, but you're absolutely right. Acknowledging the effort and the and the impact that your team is making. And, and you know, usually you would do that perhaps one-on-one, you know, but to like to do that publicly or to, uh, to other members of the team, that's really very powerful also. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So I know that over the course of those many years that you had your own business, there have been some highs and there have been some lows. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this last year has been a challenge for everyone for sure. And I'd love to hear a little bit about how you're navigating that. But I want to know, um, you know, how you, in hindsight, sort of looking back, um, you know, what would you consider? When did you consider yourself to be kind of, re- what What are your proudest accomplishments and what do you feel um, really um, good about having achieved as a business owner? When did you, what, what does, what was, what part of that kind of would you consider to be, you know, your most successful period of time or when perhaps the best part of being a business owner that, over the co- course of last years? Yeah. Um, the last year or just in general? No, no. Since, since you started your business. Oh, okay. Um, it, it surprisingly, it would not be the year in which I was most financially successful. Oh, um, interesting. Yep. Yeah. It definitely wouldn't. So I absolutely feel my greatest success was two and a half years ago when overnight, I lost one of my studios um, due to a fire. Yeah. And so, and, and let me quantify that a little bit. So there was a fire in the neighboring business and um, it then there was an explosion that then seeped into my studio. And if you walked in, you're like, okay, everything is not demolished here. Things are salvageable, but it's amazing what smoke damage can do. Mm. And um, so it was basically a complete loss of everything in my studio, my larger studio and walls and everything. I mean, we entirely shut down overnight. So this wasn't even a pandemic that we knew was approaching. Like we just shut down, period. Um, and, oh, at the night of my son's high school graduation party. On top. Oh, <laughs> uh, but so I think that that was absolutely by far the biggest challenge, but also created the biggest opportunity for me to rise above, quickly figure out how are we going to pivot. And, and I, I mean, I have to say that my initial reaction was like, okay, what am I going to do? Where can I find space instantly? And which we did within five days, we found another space to sublease and did what we could to make a move immediately. And I bought whatever I could without having to buy, you know, six brand new reformers again, um, which we're still going through a legal battle to try and recover all of our losses. But um, it was that moment in which I went, 
do I want to be a studio owner anymore? Like this could be my opportunity to say, you know what? I'm just going to close the doors, walk away, keep my other studio that's small and manageable. And I have the option right now to say, this is the excuse to say, I'm done or not. And so I think at that point, I really said, you know what? I I am all in. I'm all in. Like I went to the loan, I went to the bank, got another big ass loan and said, I'm in, I am totally in. And so I think that's my proudest moment for me personally, that I had every reason to walk away and knew it was going to be a long battle going ahead. And I chose to go all in. So when the pandemic came up, I'm like, damn, I already made the commitment. I am all in. So it was just a matter of repivoting again. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you, like I said, when I introduced you, you have this wonderful perspective on these huge, huge challenges that have, you know, stepped in your path. Um, And, you know, the, the fire was certainly, that was, that was, that was a major. major. And you, you figured it out and you overcame it and you worked around it. And I know that you had, um, you, I know that your community helped you and that you had, you know, you're fortunate, very fortunate that you had built a wonderful community around you of teachers and, and clients who um, were there to also continue to support you. Um, and, you know, then obviously then when the pandemic came along, you were also met with, I mean, just like many studio owners, a huge, huge challenge, many challenges in one really. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you you navigated that. You know, obviously like many, you moved online, but tell us a little bit about how your studio evolved since that initial pivot and where you're at right now and and perhaps even a little bit about what you're focused on today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Like many studios, we went right to virtual. Um, We uh, we made the choice um, to terminate all memberships and then allow clients to have the choice um, to come back on board as a virtual member. And um, within a week, we had some virtual classes. Within two weeks, we had 30 virtual classes running. And within a month, we had 85 members. Great. I ran a promotion um, where they would get all their props. There are deluxe props pack if you sign up by this date. And so we got a lot of people to commit to their membership. And it was with the stipulation that they had to stay on their virtual membership for so long. So that helped to create a habit for yeah. them to stay. Um, and then throughout the pandemic, we continued to work on how do we make this interesting? How do we make them feel like they're in the studio? So we had some trainings on how to teach virtually. Yep. So they all know how to teach, but how do you connect through the screen right down to how often are you using their name? How often are you cueing them? We were um, doing and teaching initially at the same time. And then we moved to having a body and teaching so we could watch and they could see. Right. And we created a big library of exercises that people felt like they could tap into. And then we kept promoting how this is great. It's flexible. You can do it on your own time. You can do it at midnight. You can do it at 6 a.m. It doesn't matter <laughs> because you've got all these videos. Yeah. Um, and then even just tr- still even trying to give shout outs to those clients that we know watch the videos. Right. And um, so I think all that really mattered. And still, I- I'd like to text a lot of clients. So I'm also texting clients, how is it going? And so doesn't my operations manager. She's really good about reaching out to people. So I think all those little things helped a lot. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you're such a, you know, I think what you're, you know, you're such a good um, at keeping in touch and communicating with your clients, um, email and text messages, you know, that's, and that really helps to keep that connection and to keep people inspired by what you're doing. And you did a fantastic job of that. I mean, you continue to do it today, but all the way through for sure. Yeah. Well, we've done some games too. I mean, those workout incentive programs that help that dangle carrots. So we have done those along the way and that's helped tremendously. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so what does, what does, um, your studio look like today? What we're in, you know, we're in uh, heading into the fall. Um, Mm -hmm. what are you focused on right now and, or what's coming up for you and what are you, uh, what's going on right now in your business? So where we're at today is we are teaching a lot of hybrid classes, but now all of, we're also brought back all of our reformer classes, which yeah. is great. And they're getting super full. Um, and so we'll continue to have the hybrid, especially not knowing what lies ahead. Yeah. And what I'm really focused on right now is... Well, a couple different things. Number one is really honing in on our marketing Mm -hmm. so that the marketing that is out there is really speaking to our prospective client. So the people that are coming in are the ones that are most likely to join. And where a lot of, I felt like a lot of Pilates instructors over the pandemic were working on their Pilates skills. I was working on my marketing skills, thanks to you. And- A That's lot. right. A you lot. did the marketing intensive. Yeah. Yep. And we've been, we talked a lot about it inside of Thrive. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, a marketing intensive was, was huge for me. I'm really getting my message. And so continuing to get my message really, really clear. And I'm noticing it. So the numbers that we're tracking with our intro offer, that for our intro offer before the pandemic versus the intro offer now, is that it's just a much easier conversion and because we're truly drawing in our ideal client. So I think that's like our number one right now that I'm focused on. And then my number two is come fall time is always a really important time for me to commit for me to reconnect with my staff because we all kind of do our own thing over the summertime. We vacation a lot. I'm not in here quite as much because of kids and vacation, all that. So it's really important to me that my staff feels connected to me and feels connected to body lines because then that travels out to the client. So I'm working on coming up with a some sort of fun in-person thing with the instructors with good uh good games. Oh fun. Oh yeah. Let's brainstorm that later. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. I love that. Awesome. 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 <laughs> awesome. All right. Well I just want to have I have one sort of last quick question for you. Um you know you have had so much experience to share and, you know, you've just, we've just touched the surface today. I really could talk for hours and hours and hours with you. Um, but I really want to hear, you know, what's, if you could sort of tell yourself one tip way back in the beginning um, when you started your business or tell yourself one thing that you've now learned, what would that be? I would say probably just get ready for uncomfortable and it will all work out because there are always surprises. You always lose a staff member you don't expect. And that might be worse than you thought. And there could be a fire, there could be a pandemic. And there's been lots of other those along the way, those of just the recent ones. But 
it's okay to be uncomfortable because just as we get our clients to be uncomfortable in this space through exercise, that's the moment they get stronger. And as a business owner, that holds true. The moment you start to get into that space where you're really uncomfortable, guess what? You're growing and roll, roll with it. Take action. Don't just, you know, let it roll, but take action and it'll all be okay. Go work out. Yeah. I mean, you are the shining example of that for sure. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh, well, this was just amazing. Thank you so much for your time with us, Kim. I really appreciate you joining us. And I hope that you will join us again soon and come back and chat some more um, about where you're you're at and at another date. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This was great. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Mm